through senior year, going into the gymnastics season, um, something that I had to hold in the back of my head. And I was really able to kind of dedicate that season for her. Wow. And just all the love and passion and, you know, traits that she showed me early on yeah. that I was able to kind of exemplify and show through gymnastics, which was really special. Hello, and welcome to Before the Lights podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Wilson. Today, we're going to be talking to Maddie Carr, a national champion gymnast and a D1 athlete at the University of Denver. She's going to be sharing her story about coming up in the gymnastics world, as well as her struggles that she's had to face in her life that have made her who she is today. From personal battles to losing close family members. I hope you enjoy today's story. If you like this story and can share it, please screenshot um, this podcast and share it on your Instagram story. And be sure to tag me, Brittany One Wilson, and Maddie Carr. Um, thanks so much for listening, and let's get to it. All right. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Um, you guys just got back from the Big 12 Championships, right? Yeah. How did that go for you guys? It went really well. I think um, the team had a really good meet and Sweet. a really awesome kind of start to the postseason. And I think we're all kind of excited to head into regionals and nationals. That's awesome. So that's what's next is regionals and nationals. Is that how gymnastics works? Yep. And so at regionals, we actually we have to place top two okay. to go on wow. to NCAAs. And so we did it last year. And... I think with our seeding again this year, um, we are the third seed, but I think we have a really good shot at upsetting. Yeah, definitely. You guys have definitely improved the program even since we've been here. We're both sophomores, but I've definitely seen and everybody's been talking about the improvement, so it's been awesome to see. Um, so basically just talk about gymnastics and growing up because obviously it's everybody knows gymnastics is just super intense takes so much time commitment um like any sport but um just describe your youth career in gymnastics and kind of where that led you so I actually started when I was three years old and my mom kind of she needed to get me out of the house (laughs) and I was running around kind of crazy and Um, actually we would go down to the park and monkey bars came really easily to me. (laughs) And so she decided to kind of take me into some gymnastics classes and then it just kind of rolled on from there. Um, I progressed pretty quickly through, um, the levels and ended up, um, doing really well through elementary school and kind of hitting it big come seventh grade and that was kind of um when my gymnastics career really started okay awesome did you always know that did you play any other sports growing up I did um I ice skated a lot back at home um I'm from Minnesota and (laughs) so pretty much everyone can skate there and so I grew up kind of on the ice with my brothers and family and friends and then I also played soccer pretty competitively until about 12 years old when wow. I kind of had to make that decision between gymnastics or soccer. Wow, that's that's crazy. So hockey's a big part of your family for sure? Definitely. I'm actually the only one that doesn't play in my family. <laughs> wow. 
currently, but um, it's definitely a fun family gathering when I go back home. Definitely. So you said in seventh grade that was kind of your tur- turning point in gymnastics. So what do you really what do you mean by that? Yeah. So I had to kind of make a choice. Um, the gym that I was at all the way up until sixth grade was a really good gym, but they didn't have a lot of older kids, a lot of that higher level um, competitiveness. And so we decided to make a transition and travel all the way across the Twin Cities. It was about an hour drive um, to this new gym called Twin City Twisters. And so I had to try out there and that was my only tryout I've ever had. But it was definitely kind of a turning point in my career because this gym had a lot of collegiate gymnasts that Mm -hmm. went on to compete D1 and they were ranked nationally and just it was a very successful program so I went there and tried out and it was definitely a challenge I I had never really been pushed Mm -hmm. in my gymnastics career until then and to see kind of what hard work actually looked like was something I think I'll never forget totally were you kind of just it kind of came naturally at first, and then yeah. once you got there, kind of you had to actually see what hard work looked like and had to transform into kind of what you are now a bit. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, they actually, it was the first time I ever seen someone like train for five hours straight oh, wow. without stopping or really taking a break or, um, yeah, ever sitting down. And so oh, it was wow. just kind of like, a crazy sight to see for me versus I was so used to just kind of laying around, you know, taking my time (laughs) and not really feeling that sense of urgency, but it was cool to walk in a gym where so many people had so many goals set and um, a lot of girls just to really look up to. Yeah. So that hard work, that five hours of work that excited you rather than kind of made you want to shy away for sure. Yeah. It was scary at first. Um, I definitely, I couldn't really handle it. And um, there was actually one time where I was doing an exercise and the coach caught me cheating. (laughs) And I, um, it was, it was like the one time I'd ever kind of like cheated in my life, but I physically like couldn't do all the exercises and so she asked me kind of like what what's going on why did you cheat or whatever and I just told her I was like I I couldn't like handle all the reps <laughs> and you know that was kind of a big turning point in my career and just kind of a life lesson that you know you're only hurting yourself and um it's really not worth it and that kind of became one of the biggest moments that I look back to now where I never wanted to kind of feel like that ever again and you know that's something you learn growing up is to never cheat or to never um kind of cut corners and I I did and Mm -hmm. I felt so guilty and I just I never wanted to feel that again and so I think just the coaching there and the life lessons they taught in that gym was a big part to my success down the road. Definitely. I think that's so cool how youth sports can kind of teach you that. I think I have like a bit of a similar story. Maybe not a turning point. It's just the story of like team doing abs or whatever. And if you're cheating or cheating during a passing drill, right? You're not really, nobody really cares. You're just cheating yourself. And so kind of coming to that realization through good coaches or through good teammates that 
if you do the hard work, it will pay off kind of thing. So that's really awesome. Um, how do you think your coaches kind of shaped who you are today um, from that gym or even before or after that? Yeah, I would say um, the coaches back at home, there were um, five of them that kind of coached me through my J.O. career, which is like the kind of the career going into collegiate gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And so they played such a big role in um, kind of shaping me as who I am kind of today. And they they were relentless. They mm-hmm. um, They only accepted excellence. And I think that's just something that really shows how good of a program it was and just their hard work and their dedication to coaching, I think, yeah. kind of showed in the girls. Yeah. You can definitely feel it from the coaches, right, when they're actually passionate and want you to succeed. That's that's definitely special. So um, do you think you had any struggles kind of growing up in youth gymnastics, like just friendship-wise or maybe social-wise since you're in the gym like five hours plus a day or did you was that your passion and you just loved it from from the start yeah I mean I definitely I I've always loved gymnastics and so that that came naturally and um I feel like that's one of the biggest passions in my life and I I probably will stay with it my whole life Mm -hmm. whether coaching or just kind of popping in the gym Mm -hmm. here or there um to see the younger girls. I think it's just something that will always be in my heart. But I did, there were quite a few, you know, relationships or girls, teammates mm-hmm. that um, uh, it was, we were, we spent a lot of time together. And when you have, you know, 50 girls yeah. in a gym for 20 hours a week, there's going to be some tension totally. sometimes. And yeah. I think the biggest thing that I learned is just how valuable it can be to be a good teammate and oh, yeah. supportive and there for everyone on the team. And I think people appreciate when you're appreciative of them. Totally. And I think that's something I've definitely learned and translated into college is, you know, you can never appreciate someone too much. Yeah. And so kind of showing that and showing that everyone has a role on the team is just something I value so much. Totally. I feel like that's a huge leadership quality and I feel like everybody can see that in you especially when you're competing just kind of getting just hyped up about everything and everyone and like when you succeed or stick something just getting super excited but also getting excited for everybody else so I think it's just a mentality that everybody can see so that's really um kind of special and I think gymnastics more than maybe some other things is a lot of like just mental hard work right just kind of staying in that mental state where you're not freaking out because you're doing a thousand flips in the air I can't even imagine but do you think that it's kind of shaped just you as a person because that mentality of kind of just when all goes wrong kind of staying calm and in the moment and like bringing everybody up you know yeah I think that's something my club coaches did a really good job of um we actually growing up if we didn't finish assignment, we had to come back after practice and we had to stay until we finished. And so some days I was there till practice ended at 6.30 and I was there till 8, 9 o'clock. And I think that that really showed my passion, but it also made me a lot tougher. And um, my coaches would try to get under our skin. They would, um, 
you know, kind of do every little thing to make us break. And I think that um, ultimately just helped me in the long run and made me a lot tougher. And they were also doing it out of love and, you know, passion. And they wanted us to succeed so bad that they were willing to push us to kind of that breaking point every single day. And I think that's where the most growth comes from is when you're pushed every single day, you have, there's like nothing to do but grow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's insane. And I mean, I think that translates so much and it's so, I mean, personally, I, I used to think that maybe mental toughness or all that stuff was almost like, you're kind of born with it. Like either you're tough or you're not. But I think in a way, just all these things that shape you kind of, you know, like you said, like your example of having to stay late and finish what, finish your work kind of just forms you into that person then I think we're just going to carry that throughout our lives right just no matter if we're playing gymnastics or soccer or whatever so um that's awesome um so what kind of made you choose DU and did you always think was DU always kind of the goal or how did you come to that decision yeah I kind of looked all over for colleges I kind of knew I wasn't going to end up at Minnesota. I knew I kind of wanted to go away from home. And there are a lot of really good schools all across the country. And so kind of kept my options open. Um, but I went down south, um, took a couple tours, took a tour at LSU, and then also um, saw Missouri, saw a couple other colleges. Mm-hmm. And just kind of fell in love with Denver and everything that surrounds it. And I really felt like the coaches appreciated and wanted me. And I think that was a big thing that kind of made the difference in the end. I um, really liked all the girls and they kind of made me feel at home when I came on visits. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun to kind of see. And I really love the mountains, and so that kind (laughs) of drew me here. Um, My family loves it, and so they love to come and visit. And I think the biggest thing was I saw the potential in Denver, and I saw the potential in both the gymnastics program and the success for the future. You know, you talk about, like, setting you up academically to succeed Mm -hmm. down the road, get a job, you know, kind of provide that – Um, extra resources for after college and I think that was a big thing that came into my choice Um, because gymnastics unfortunately won't last forever yeah I'll be done in two years Mm -hmm. and so um, just kind of all the resources here seem to kind of push me in the right direction and help me ultimately kind of choose totally those seem like definitely the right reasons to choose a school and not necessarily like following anybody or following anybody's footsteps but kind of making your own path for sure. So that's awesome. And then do you get to see your family a lot too? No, I do. I get to see, um, they like to come to all the home meets, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Oh, that's um, awesome. It's easy to get from Minneapolis to Denver. And so I get to see them all kind of winter, spring, mm-hmm. and then also just traveling on the road a lot of my teammates we all kind of forged our own paths to different universities so pretty much every other weekend I get to see a teammate <laughs> on the road which is really fun that is cool that's definitely cool I know my teammates went like all over the nation and I don't necessarily play them all the time but it's just cool to see kind of where everybody goes but also at the same time to make your own path and waves wherever you go to so um how do you think the transition to 
from club, is, is it club for gymnastics? Club, yeah. Um, club gymnastics to college gymnastics was, and was it hard on you? Was it different? In what ways did you kind of have to change your mentality or just how you performed, or was it the same? I would say it's pretty similar. I think that's another way that my coaches back at home prepared me. They put me in a lot of positions to um, really focus on the team aspect mm -hmm. of it because in club, it's, I mean, you're pretty much by yourself. Yeah. You're, there's not a whole ton of team kind of competitions. And so when you get to college, it's, it's all about the team. Hmm. And only the team makes it to the Super Six, which yeah. is the national championships. And so I think, like, the focus on team is so much more when you get to college. And I think that was something that I could easily kind of transition to because of the preparation that my club coaches back at home had me do. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think um, it was an easier transition, but I think, you know, you're balancing school, you're balancing a social life, you're balancing traveling every weekend, which is so different than club gymnastics. You travel maybe once a month, maybe totally. twice a month, but when you hit college from January to April, you're traveling pretty much every weekend. Wow. Yeah. And so that's kind of a big difference. Um, and it was definitely a hard transition, especially my freshman year, mm -hmm. learning how to balance um, life on the road. Totally. Yeah, that's definitely hard. And I think for me, I, I went 20 minutes away from home, but at the same time, it was still a big transition because it's a whole new team. Like my team, some of the girls I played with since I was seriously three years old, right? I don't know if you had the same experience, but it was it was just hard going to, to a totally new team, totally new dynamics, um, just trying to kind of balance everything like you said. So I think freshman year was kind of a struggle for me, maybe mentally a little bit. Um, and I've heard similar things from other teammates and stuff, just like, it's hard to balance everything, but I think I think having sports and having to deal with everything kind of makes it um, a little better. Plus, you have the family at the end of the day. You have the team, so that's awesome. Um, what kind of hardships so far that you can talk about have you experienced in college, if it's leadership-wise or if it's team-wise or school-wise, anything really? Um, what kind of things have you experienced in college or with the team? Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing is just balancing a lot of different personalities on the team mm -hmm. and we actually have a, a team leadership um, kind of um, coach like a leadership coach um, and she comes in and she kind of helps us um, so we actually had personality tests done we had oh wow yeah um, pretty in-depth and so we kind of that's how we kind of got to know each other too yeah. um, especially when the freshmen come in or you know girls you don't necessarily know as well. And so I think that helped make the transition a little bit easier, but I think it was still hard because I am definitely more of a competitive mm -hmm. um, athlete and I like high stress. Yeah. And most of my teammates do not. And okay. so yeah. I think learning to balance my high stress and competitiveness with um, their just love for the sport and um, learning how to balance that was definitely difficult. Yeah. And you know, there was a lot of tension because girls, like, couldn't understand my perspective and I couldn't understand theirs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why can't we all be the same? Yeah, but exactly. that's not how a team works. And so I think just learning to um, kind of get along and um, 
see what everyone's strengths that they can bring to the team are and balance that um, has really kind of shown like our character and our teamwork and I think we all kind of coming together as having a big goal has been like the best thing because every then everyone kind of gets on board yeah it makes things a lot easier when you're all kind of working towards the same thing totally yeah that personality test is interesting too I feel like I want to do that because I feel like you and I are a little similar in the ways that just like super competitive drive and not everybody's like that in the sport and it's hard to realize and I think in club for me at least like you go to training and pretty much everybody's similar and you you're competitive and whatever you might have a little like fights or whatever here and there but you go home and it's whatever but here in, like in college you basically like live with these people and so I think it's a big task of getting to know how people work like if this person likes to be yelled at or if this person likes to you know so different ways they react to stuff I think that's definitely a hard thing I've had to realize too leadership wise and stuff so dang that's awesome um other than gymnastics because obviously gymnastics are has been your life pretty much so far but leading up to that um I know we've talked about some struggles that you've had to face in your life that kind of made you who you are. Um, would you mind just talking about that a little bit and some of some lessons that you've learned, I guess, from all that stuff? Yeah, I think um, high school was definitely challenging for me. Um, growing up, my family is extremely close and my whole dad's side of the family lives about a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. And so my grandpa... Um, aunt and uncle were all very close and I think growing up we just kind of that's just how my family was and we enjoyed cookouts and just kind of um, going to play frisbee golf or things together and um, my aunt was actually diagnosed with brain cancer um, about six years ago and that kind of just shook up everything um my family didn't kind of really know what to do. Um, and being such a close family, my dad and grandpa and aunt were all in a small business together with my grandpa being the owner. And so um, we didn't only share our family, but we also shared the work life too. Wow, yeah. And so with my aunt all of a sudden being diagnosed with stage four brain cancer, she was pretty much given six months to live and it just kind of turned everything upside down. And so those kind of, um, that kind of news is obviously not something anyone ever wants to hear. And so I think that, that was a difficult time, especially with just such a close family, Mm -hmm. um, for us. And so she actually, um, went on and kept fighting and, made it about three years, four years past what she was supposed to. And so kind of getting to know her in those couple years and learning to cherish every moment was something my family kind of had learned. And there were definitely tough times. I mean, my grandpa kind of struggled with denial. Yeah. Um, He just didn't even want to admit that she was getting sick or anything like that. And that was kind of hard to see. And my dad kind of wanted to bury himself in work and not try to even think about it and so um everyone kind of 
dealt with it in their own way, but we kind of all came together um, kind of towards the end and just learned to kind of cherish every moment. And so my senior year, she actually, she passed away um, right around Christmas time. And it was, it was really difficult for just my whole family. I think the hardest thing was she was doing so well during the summer and then come Halloween, it just kind of hit. Yeah. And then by Thanksgiving, she pretty much couldn't move. And so just that rapid decline um, was really hard to watch yeah. and kind of be around. And I think, you know, we got blessed with my mom being a nurse, that mm-hmm. she was kind of able to be there and take care of her. And um, she was at home, and my mom was there to comfort her and my uncle. And I think... The coolest thing about that was just the love and compassion um, for each other was really shown through my mom and my uncle and just the ways that they were able to take care of her and be there for her, even though it was so hard for them too, um, was really cool to see. And I think kind of the biggest thing I learned through that whole process was my mom actually told me she was like, Maddie, you should just record a conversation with her mm. and really dig deep. And she is someone I looked up to. She was my sponsor when I got confirmed in the Catholic Church. Mm. And so she was one of the biggest role models I had ever had in my life. And to kind of see that decline was really hard to watch. But I never ended up recording her. And I think that's probably one of my biggest regrets. And I obviously wish I could go back and, you know, have a conversation with her now. But um, that's just something that I'll forever kind of hold in the back of my head. Um, But also, I think it's just a good, um, good reminder every day to just kind of appreciate each other and to show the loved ones how much you appreciate them. Yeah. is a big thing. Um, and then, you know, as that went through, it was it was hard on my whole family. And my mom was actually there when she passed. And um, I got the call and um, kind of had to help my brothers through it and my cousins. And they, they obviously, being so young, you don't really understand what's going on mm-hmm. or why it has to happen or things like that and so I was able to just kind of comfort them and be there for them and I think more so everyone's finding that peace in their hearts Mm -hmm. um, now moving forward Um, but it was definitely definitely a hardship that I had to work through and Mm -hmm. through senior year going into the gymnastics season um, something that I had to hold in the back of my head and I was really able to kind of dedicate that season for her Wow. And just all the love and passion and, you know, traits that she showed me early on yeah. that I was able to kind of exemplify and show through gymnastics, which was really special. Yeah, that's so special. Um, obviously, that's probably so, that's so hard and stuff a lot of people don't have to deal with. Um, but you've definitely come out of it stronger. And I, and I think everybody can tell. But. You kind of talked about her faith and um, 
how was that through what she had to deal with and what did that kind of teach you from from all that she had to go through and still smiling kind of through it all yeah she was incredibly strong and I'm I'm really not sure if she could have been that strong without the help Mm -hmm. of God and Jesus by her side and um she just kind of kept praying and kept bearing herself in the Bible and just worshiping through and you know they helped her along the way and I think um that's just something that showed me that it it is real mm-hmm. and she couldn't have made it three years without that yeah. and um one of my biggest regrets is just not digging further into her faith mm-hmm. and having her show me what it really truly means um to her and so I think it was just it was something that I'll forever hold in my heart because it was such a big part in her life and what helped her through. And I think that is just something that I want for myself too, Mm -hmm. is just that sense of faith and hope and for, for eternity. And I think, um, she was just an extremely awesome role model in that sense. And yeah, as she, she, one of kind of the last couple days before she passed away, she kind of turned to us and we were like, you know, are you in pain? Are you doing okay? And she goes, no, I'm just, I just see my best friend Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that was just kind of something that, you know, will I'll forever hold in my heart and just an amazing kind of experience and just kind of proof that it is real and it's out there and definitely worth something to pursue. Yeah, that's so that's so special to for like you're ever you're always gonna hold that with you and definitely seeing that example of somebody having to go through all that and still no matter what like holding on to that faith is really special. So, um, you talked about your dad and your grandpa coping and all that stuff and what you learned from all that, but. How do you think you kind of coped with all of it? And did you just kind of dive into gymnastics further? Or did you go into, like, were you upset all the time? Or how do you think you coped with it at the time? And then looking back on it now. I think it was hard for me to even kind of believe what was going on. Yeah. Um, she, she, you know, continued to work, continued to kind of, you know, go to the hockey rink and support my cousins and really until that kind of last year she was up and around and so I didn't really you know think it would hit that fast or um you know with all the treatment that was all kind of behind the scenes stuff and so you don't really see that on a day-to-day basis yeah and so it seemed like she was you know doing all right hanging in there of course it was a fight but um she was you know, she was tough and she didn't really want to show anyone that she was weak or struggling. And so, um, I think it didn't really hit me until I, I kind of watched her. She slowly, you know, lost her ability to walk and Mm -hmm. even eventually talk. And I think that's when it really hit me. So senior year was hard. Um, I think definitely gymnastics was a great escape. Yeah. I was able, you know, we talk about going into the gym and you just 
you leave it at the door, whatever it is that you're struggling with or relationships or school or anything like that. And so I was able to do that really well. And I think gymnastics was definitely an escape for me. And I was able to actually just kind of use my frustration and anger and just work harder. And it kind of pushed me. Um, And then it all hit. And I think I kind of struggled a little bit after that for a couple weeks, um, just being with family. And it was... It was nice to be surrounded by a lot of family. A lot of family came in um, from Chicago. That's where my family is originally from. And so they all came in, and I think it was nice to kind of just spend time with people. And knowing my aunt, I mean, she didn't really want us to cry. or Mm -hmm. She wanted us to celebrate, celebrate, you know, the 40 years she did live and enjoy her life and everything that she got to accomplish. she got accepted into the Hall of Fame at my high school back wow. at home. And so I think, you know, she'd want us to remember her as that person instead of the one, you know, dealing with cancer or yeah. that passed away because of cancer. And so it took, a co- it took a couple months to kind of finally get that settled feeling in my heart. But still to this day, I think a big thing was she loved the angels and the sound mm-hmm. of angels um, in church. And so sometimes the music in church will just get me and I'll, I'll start crying in church and, you know, people will kind of look at me like, (laughs) what's going on? Is she okay? And, you know, it's more a happy cry and just kind of realizing that, you know, she's still with us and, you know, still looking over me. And it's just kind of a cool feeling to have. Totally. And although you had to go through all the hardship, you kind of, take it in a positive light and like like she said she wants you to celebrate and everything and it seems like you kind of just carry carry her on in in her memory with everything that you do so that's that's really special Um, you talked about how after everything happened dealing with all that was really tough but that you kind of again just had to carry her with you throughout your gymnastics career and with you so how did that kind of affect competing after that and just your mentality with everything and yeah I think things were definitely tough and I I did struggle the first couple meets my senior year but I think that you know it was meant to be it made me stronger and um it made me really appreciate everything that I had um going into the rest of the season and I actually um have a bracelet on and I we got them right when she was diagnosed with cancer and still to this day I haven't taken it off um (laughs) which is kind of fun but it's it's really cool um and it's just a good reminder of having her with me and I wear it when I'm competing I it's it's always on my wrist and so um it just kind of is that sense that she's with me and that you know, if she was able to kind of beat that and um, stay strong for so long that I can kind of get through anything. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's incredible. And it's nice that you have, like, just a little thing to remind you, like, no matter what, she's with you. And if you're having a bad day, like, doesn't matter. You know, like, she went through what she did and she kind of showed you what true strength is. And that's really special. Um we talked about a little bit of you finally winning nationals, right? It was in the national championship, correct? Yeah. Um, just talk a little about that and kind of 
the amazing kind of things that happened that even reminded you of her and throughout that whole experience? Yeah, so um, it kind of started junior year when, um, well, actually it started sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I would qualified to this big kind of um, meet called the Nastia Lucan Cup, and it was kind of my first time, and it's a really special meet because it's hosted on TV. Um, it's in kind of the same same arena, same setup as another big international meet. Mm-hmm. where um, girls from all over the world come in. And so wow. it's hosted kind of together with that. And so it's a really cool experience and a lot of good gymnastics mm-hmm. um, that happens there. And so to kind of qualify to this meet, you have to win in the all-around um, one of the big kind of, I think there's 15 invitationals held all over the U.S. Yeah, And so you have to win um, to make it to this meet and so I happened to make it sophomore year Hmm. and I got to the meet and I mean it was a disaster like like, I mean it was a disaster Um, I had two good events and then I had two like terrible events and I just don't think it could have gone any worse and so I actually placed 16th out of 16 and so I was I was dead last yeah um not a good feeling to have and (laughs) Yeah, and so I kind of went back into the gym from there, and I never um, kind of let down. I I wanted to go back, and I wanted to win, and I never kind of wanted mm-hmm. to have that feeling again of being like, dead last. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so I worked my butt off that whole year and ended up qualifying again the next year. And so um, I was definitely, we had kind of a crazy flight, um, deal. Um, it was snowing and couldn't quite get out of Minnesota on time. And I ended up making it, it was hosted in Texas at the AT&T stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play. And so that was definitely a cool experience, but we got there late. I was late to training day, like didn't have my leotards, nothing. Like they gave me one when I finally got there, and they were like, okay, you can just go on the equipment, because I had, like, pretty much missed training. Oh, no. And so I was there with my coach, kind of, like, flustered. It was nice to kind of get moving, but, yeah. like, it was probably the roughest practice I think I've ever had. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I stayed on the beam, like, at all. Every one of my skills I fell off on, and it was just kind of, like, a flustered day in general, and so... That night I was excited to kind of get to bed and kind of wake up refreshed the next day, and I did, and um, we kind of left from the hotel, and my mom kind of asked me, she was like, are you ready? And I was like, yep, I'm ready to go, and kind of I didn't talk to her until after the meet, Mm -hmm. and so um, I had one of my club coaches, he was the head, um, he was the owner of my club gym back at home, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of a special trip because he doesn't make those trips very often, and to have him kind of all to myself was a really kind of cool experience, yeah. and he was so knowledgeable and helpful and um, really just an amazing coach, and so I had him with me, and you know, we got off to a good start. I started on bars and, you know, did my routine to kind of the best of my abilities. It wasn't perfect, but yeah. It was a nice, solid start. And then I got to beam, and actually I was I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a big meet. It's a big arena. I mean, 
on television, everything. And so they're constantly having you pause for commercial breaks and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. And so I was extremely nervous going into Beam, especially because the day before I hadn't made any of my skills. And so <laughs> it was like, all right, you're going to go. And so <laughs> um, I was standing there and um, all of a sudden, like, I heard on the loudspeaker um, this song called Chelsea Dagger. Uh-huh. And down in my heart, I was like, I know this song. <laughs> and so actually, it was the goal song that's played at the Chicago Blackhawks um, arena, the United Center um, in Chicago. And so me being like a big Blackhawks fan, uh-huh. that was, I like kind of stood there in awe and I was like, wow, like, I just kind of took it all in, and I was like, you know, I think someone, my grandma, is looking down on me, and it just was meant to be. So I actually tried to kind of look at my mom in the stands, but (laughs) she wasn't paying attention. She's a little nervous wreck during Beam. But um, I just kind of got a sense of just kind of a warm feeling and a confident feeling and I just knew like from there on I was going to be okay and yeah. I was going to hit the beam routine and I did and I hit a really good one and so that was kind of just a cool experience yeah. and something I'll remember forever and then we ended up you know going to floor and doing a really good routine and kind of came down to the last event one of my really good friends had actually fallen on bars and she was kind of the one that was supposed to win it all and she had already been there two or three times before that and so she was pretty much like a pro at the whole thing and she came off the bars and I kind of knew when she came off the bars it was up for grabs you know it was anyone's title yeah so going into the last event I was in fifth and Vault is actually one of my best events, and so it was kind of exciting to end on that. Yeah. And I went and stuck both my vaults, and uh, I saw my name at the top of the screen, and from there on, I just had to sit and wait for everyone else to finish, and girls kept coming in, like, right behind me, right behind me, and mm-hmm. came down to the the very last routine. Um, another friend who actually is at UCLA competing right now, she needed... A little, she needed like a 9.525 to take the lead, and she ended up getting a 9.5. And so it came down to 0.025 in the all around. And so that was kind of, that was an extremely big confidence booster. And I I don't think I would be the same gymnast I am today if I didn't have that experience. Yeah. And so it was cool, and a lot of us are all still really good friends from that meet, and we run into each other all the time, and it's just a really cool experience that I'll kind of never forget, and that I carry with me kind of through my whole gymnastics career. Wow, totally. You have, obviously, such an incredible story, and there's so much that goes into it, probably even more than we're able to talk about today, but um, you're writing a book, correct? I am. It's... I started it kind of this fall, and it kind of goes through my whole um, just experience being a gymnast and all these different little stories, but also life lessons that I've kind of, that I've learned over time, and I mean, it goes from anything from, you know, you know, cheating on my leg lifts (laughs) to, you know, dealing with friends and boyfriends and just 
the typical kind of life of Mm -hmm. a gymnast or even just any kind of athlete. And so I think it's just, it's cool to kind of share your story and Mm -hmm. I love hearing um, other people's stories. And so I think it's going to be really exciting when I kind of get mine out there and there's just, there's a lot of different experiences with gymnastics and obviously with being a division one athlete that I think um, not everyone goes through. And so I think it'll be kind of cool to show my perspective and um, the different little things that I kind of went through to make me where I am today. That's awesome. And obviously I can't wait to read that. I, I feel the same way as you. It's like, I love reading like biographies or listening to podcasts just about like how people got to where they are because so many people have so many different experiences and often like some of it like like we've talked about is is not out in the open so it's really cool to see how people got where they are and what are kind of the building blocks behind that and I think that was I think my idea behind starting this too is just kind of getting people to talk about the things that aren't so easy to talk about and they don't put on social media and all that stuff just to kind of let everybody know that not life isn't always you know sunshine and rainbows but it can be pretty special and depends on kind of how you deal with your circumstances but I think you've done an amazing job and it's going to be exciting to hear everything in your book and everything you've shared has been awesome so it's exciting all right um Two last little questions. Um, If you had to define, or if you could go back and talk to yourself, you said you started gymnastics when you were three, but maybe even when you started competitive gymnastics when you were seven. If you were able to go back and tell that gymnast um, two or three things, what do you think some of those things would be off the top of your head? (laughs) I think, you know, the biggest thing is just kind of following your passions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everyone has been gifted with different things and different passions. And I think it's so important to find that one or two or three things that you're super passionate about and just chase them. You know, to be able to set goals and um, work towards something and to really kind of give it all you've got um, with everything you've got, you know, your heart, your mind, your body, um, just really chasing those dreams is something I believe in so much. And so whether you're young or old, I mean, just finding those passions is extremely important. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, if you could, if you weren't able to do gymnastics anymore, and I know that in a few years, like, you know, that's going to happen, but so far, right, you've almost defined yourself as a gymnast or as a competitor. But if you weren't able to define yourself as that anymore, how would you want your life to be defined as? Or how do you want to be in this in this world without necessarily gymnastics or sports or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is just being able to use my faith in everyday life and mm-hmm. to be that example for others. Um, whether it is in your sport or your daily life or your work life or your relationships, um, being that example um, of someone who does have that faith is something I kind of cherish and I kind of want to be that role model and leader for that area. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think you're a huge role model to a lot of people and it's exciting to see the impact you kind of have and the positive spirit and the faith and everything. So... It's awesome. Thank you so much for 
sharing your story today and to be willing to open up to everything. And again, I can't wait to hear everything else that you have to share with your book and everything. So thanks so much for being with me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, if you can, please screenshot and share this story so we can get it out. Um, You can just share it on your Instagram story or any of your social media platforms. Just be sure to tag me and Maddie. I hope today's story inspired you to go out, live your story, and don't be afraid to share it.